Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert helping people to think, speak, and live positively through the challenges of life. Find out more about me and this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and tall, T-A-L-L dot com. My guest today is Paul Russian, and Paul was one of the speakers at Napoleon Hill Day at University of Virginia Wise on October 27th, and I saw pictures of him on the stage with Don Green, the executive director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation, James Olison, the president, and uh, so Paul was born December 25th. Wow, Christmas 1958 in Jacksonville, Florida. He graduated from Englewood High School in 1976 and enlisted in the Air Force in 1978. During his 28 years of military service, he's led several thousand military and civilian personnel in the accomplishment of their Air Force mission and their own personal goals. He is highly trained and experienced in leadership, mentorship, and government resource management. Chief Russian has won many awards and decorations to include six meritorious service medals. Paul has an associate's degree in ecological controls and, like me, is a certified leader in the PMA Science of Success by the Napoleon Hill Foundation World Learning Center at Purdue University Calumet which is led by the amazing Judy Williamson and my friends Chino Martinez and Alan Chen. He is the author of a children's book titled No More Bullies, The Real Supermind, and he help, wants to help make the world a better place in which to live. Welcome to the show today, Paul. Oh, wow, thank you, thank you. That's very nice uh, introduction there, thank you. <laughs> Paul, most people after 28 years of military service, serving their country, serving people uh, here and abroad, or not here, I'm in Canada, but in the U.S. and abroad, and leading all those people, most people would think, okay, I would just put my feet up, and I'm going to just retire. But uh, you've gone on now. Recently, I think it was last year, I, if I remember some comments on Facebook, and became a certified instructor through the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and now wrote a book about bullies. And uh, hey, I'm five foot one on my tippy toes, and I was bullied in high school. I was locked in a locker, pushed downstairs, uh, bullied by girls. Uh, so I know what it's like, and so. Uh, it is an amazing honor, and when I saw you got chosen to speak on Napoleon Hill Day, it's like, wow, that is an honor, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was. That was incredible, to tell you the truth. I, I spent uh, two months getting uh, preparing for it, and uh, I still didn't do as good as I, I should. I wanted to, and it didn't bring as much... Uh, Honor, uh, honor to the man that uh, that is all about. That started this incredible science. Well, but, uh, uh, but you know that was a great experience and a learning experience. Exactly, it's a learning experience, and the book itself is going to touch a lot of people. As I see a lot online about it, and I, apparently, it's uh, well, I know 
it's a lot easier to bully people now in this day and age of internet oh, yeah. and uh, it's a lot easier to gang up on people now in this days of internet and so bullying is not what it used to be when I got bullied years ago bullying is like to the 10th degree you could possibly think of and so what a powerful topic to write about let's talk about Think and Grow Rich and Napoleon Hill uh, when did you first read it and when did you come uh, and then maybe let's follow up by that I always like after your when did you read it and who introduced it to you but how did you come about to find your purpose because I actually only found mine like four years ago when I took my uh, became a certified instructor and the first purpose I came up with in my course the amazing Judy Williams said, read, read it and said, Tom, that's not your purpose. You're trying oh, to be wow. somebody else. And she said, rewrite your purpose because she said what you've gone through in life is really more your purpose than what you've got down here. And wow. so it took me a long time to even realize my purpose. And so when did you start reading, first read Think and Grow Rich? Was there someone dear to your life that said, Hey, Paul, I recommend the book. And then how have you come around to really your purpose was at the end of your bio that will make the world a better place in which to live, which you do through your military service. And now you're doing it through Napoleon Hill and his principles and the platform of uh, let's stop bullies and uh, uh, let's be real men here and uh, fight on our knees in prayer. Man, Tom, you are incredible. It's amazing how people's stories are so similar. Uh, before I tell you how I came across this, this the thinking grow richer, the science of uh, human achievement, I'd first like to, to comment on what you just said about your purpose. And, and just that Judy helped me find my purpose also in the class. <laughs> I never defined my purpose until I was actually sitting in her class one day, and she started going over the, over the process of, of of trying to, you know, how people can go about finding their uh, purpose. So, so, but now to get back to how I came up into the science, I retired from the Air Force, and I'd been retired for a while, and I happened to be up here in Cleveland, Ohio, trying to help my mother who had a heart attack and some other family members who were actually just, you know, living a miserable existence. I wanted to share some of my success that I had in the military with them and some of my happiness by showing them how to get theirs for themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night I'm sitting there and laying on television because it's very difficult to, to, to lead one person, more or less uh, uh, more than ten people, toward their uh, success in life. Mm-hmm. And this commercial comes on, this info commercial about this book called The Law of Success. And he says some profound statements about it, and I, and I question it. But I don't question it so much because my experience going around the world taught me that uh, when when... when Everything has a reason for it. I mean, nothing happens for nothing. So if this book is so powerful, it must have something going for it from the way the guy's talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, I said, um, I said, if I, um, if the book is half as good as the guy and it teaches me just one thing more about success than I've learned in 28 years in the military, then it's worth it. So I went ahead and bought five copies for people in the film, and that's all they would allow you on that commercial. And it turns out I gave it to one of my brothers, and he read it before I did because I was reading something else. And uh, and when he got through with it, he sat in front of uh, some other family members. He says, "Paul, I I God I know God brought you up here to give me this book." Wow. And when he said that, and since he since he has said that, 
I have given away over 5000 over seven, no, well over $7,000 worth of books. Wow. And audios and DVDs and, and, and uh, in, in this personal development uh, science. I yeah. give away to friends and family, people in the streets, wherever I go. It's infectious, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's incredible, you know. And, and then, I, then, I, then I was done with the book I was reading. I started reading it, and he underestimated it. I mean, it not only <laughs> taught me one thing. It taught me 16 different things. I thought I knew all about success. I was a baby. <laughs> and so and, and so I've been hooked ever since then. And since then, and that one, oh, when when did that happen? That happened in 2010, believe it or not. I, wow. I retired in 2010. 2010, that's when I took my leader certification was 2010. Oh, really? No, no, that's when I first read the first law of success. Okay, when you first read it. Yeah, and because uh, um, I retired in 2006, and while I was in the military, I only took, you know, college courses and uh, and only read books that the military told me to read. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I got out, I was totally unaware of all this incredible <laughs> I had never even really heard. I'll tell you the truth, I had only heard one time in my entire 28 years in the service about motivational speakers. I didn't Whoa. know what a motivational speaker was. Wow. I spent 17 of my 28 years out of the country. I was wow. either in Germany or Turkey or Korea, Japan or Hawaii. I was I was not here, so I wasn't too aware of all these yeah. things going on to the stirs, you know, Tony Robbins and all these yeah. motivational speakers. But 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 once a friend told me, he says, Paul, you should be a motivational speaker. That was in 1994. I didn't even know what a motivational speaker was. <laughs> so anyway, since I've read, since I started reading the science. In 2010, I have read Think and Grow Rich 16 times now. Whoa! I have read The Law of Success, The Complete Science, 17 times. That's how much I enjoy reading it. And that's partly because of my military experience. The books we use in the military to get promoted, you had to read at least five times before you took a test on it. Even then, it was very hard to score high enough to get promoted. So I learned a real great, um, I think, a uh, blessing, blessed secret there about studying. <laughs> Is it ever? If you want to learn something, you got to really, really go over it over and over and over again. And I'm so thankful now that I can apply that same, that same technique to this incredible science. Isn't it amazing? Eh? And that, and like you said, I I've been exposed to all these things, and I still didn't figure out uh, my purpose. And so, for anyone who ever thinks of, you know, well, why would I use becoming a Napoleon Hill certified instructor, even if you don't speak like Paul and I, or you don't write a book on bullies, if you just become better yourself using these own principles in whatever your walk of life is. You are going to just be a better person at everything you do, and it's so exciting, as you say, to reread those principles and reread the book over and over again, so that you embed it into who you are as a personality. And so, wasn't it exciting to find your purpose? And and especially after you retire, now you can. Uh, here's how I would. I'm using it is that myself I have a story but if I can tie my story to time tested proven success principles read by over a hundred million people from the book 
people are going to pay more attention. And that's what everybody does. They have a story. Yours is an amazing story of service, military service, and the things you learn in the military, uh, the habits of thought and, and mind and, and body uh, uh, can serve anybody. But then you tie it to these success principles that now you can teach to someone who's not in the military but who's a cousin, a brother, a friend, a neighbor, Wow, it really gives some purpose to your life uh, after you retire from the military, doesn't it? Oh, well, yes, without a doubt. And so on the trip, where was your trip? You took a trip to Vancouver, was it, for the certification trip? Yeah, I got my certification in uh, Vancouver, Canada. First time I was ever there in that area of the States, really, and it was incredibly beautiful. I mean, incredible, incredible trip. We had a good time. Uh, J.B. Hill was there. Oh, your wow. grandson? Yeah. The time I met him, he said, hey, you the one who wrote the book? He says, I bought three copies of it. I love oh. it. I love it. Wow. He said he, yeah, he says his daughter was having a, pro- a hard time at that time with bullies, and he, bought, he he loved the book, and he bought three copies of it the first thing, time he heard about it. <laughs> before he met me. I, that was one of my best compliments I've received so far, I tell you. Wow. I would be, oh yeah, I would be, you'd be able to knock me over with a, with a feather if Dr. J.B. Hill came up to me and said that. That would be pretty cool. Yes, it was. It was, it was incredible. I'm very happy. <laughs> and he's asking, yeah, you're the author of that book. <laughs> wow. So you got to spend time with him on that trip. Oh, yeah, shoot. Oh, yes. Yeah, I got a, I got him, uh, I, he helped Judy give me my certificate. I saw the picture of that. Nice. And you got to meet a fellow Canadian, Marianne Node. Yes, yes. Amazing lady. Yes, there was a lot of nice, very nice Canadians uh, there in that class. I think about seven. Wow. That was very nice. And, so let's uh, get to... Let's get to your book on uh, bullies. How did you choose this topic? How does a guy with a 28-year military career, uh, with all the things that you could uh, pour your heart into, decide about bullies and and bullying? Because, as I mentioned earlier, it's a big topic and a lot easier to bully people in this day and age. Oh, well, you know, the title... uh the topic, well, it came about, um, well, as Judy, um, so you're asking me, like, what what is the book about, or how? Yeah, like, how did you come upon choosing bullies, or bullying, as a, as a topic? Uh, because as a, you know, someone in the military, 28 years, uh, you've learned a lot of amazing things. How did you come upon choosing the topic of bullying to write your book about? Oh well, you know, well I'm tell you the truth. There's a lot of things that go into decisions like this, and and it's a combination of things. Of course, my military history does give me some background. That United States Air Force knows how to deal with bullies. That's for sure. The United States military has a set a set standard for dealing with uh, you know what do you call bullies on a national level. And, uh, you know, show of force and all these other strategies that they use short of, you know, conflict. But, you know, I get that kind of experience. But what happened is that I'm back here in the States and in Cleveland, 
and I'm studying the science, and I want to take the science to young people, my friend, my nephews and nieces, but how can you do it? Right. Hey, I figured you got to take it to them on something that's bothering And at the same time, we had that, you know, I don't know if you heard about it, that shooting at this school here uh, right outside of Cleveland, one of the suburbs. You know, it was mm-hmm. terrible. You know, I, mm-hmm. I immediately asked for donations for the family. I immediately went to the bank and made some donations. It was just mm-hmm. terrible about mm-hmm. a year or so or two years ago. And uh, and so, boom, that's on, you know, everybody's mind. You know, all this violence in school is just playing bullies at, at bullies on steroids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, boom, that was a topic. So I figured, well, let me take one of the principals to the children, my nieces and nephews, and uh, uh, let me pick a subject that's important to children. Oh, you can't get much bigger than bullies. So, hey, this might be a good place. We'll let this principal solve the bullying problem for them. And boom, that's how the t- that's how the story got started. Wow, wow! And you're touching something that uh, is like forever. Like uh, I was bullied. Yes. I'm 51. Yeah, I was bullied. bullied. There's kids bullied being bullied now. There will kids be bullied 20 years from now. It's uh, exactly topic that's always with us. You can be 80, like I said, 80 years old and still be a victim of a bully. This is true. This is true. I'm thinking only about kids, uh, but you're right. Uh, My own uh, mother-in-law has a uh, (laughs) a wayward uh, foster son, and uh, she was a a victim of bullying from him. And so, my goodness, good reminder there. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Something my, my, I would say my, my number one feedback so far from the book came from a friend of of uh, uh, Loretta's, a uh, friend of Judy's there in Chicago. She was um, she had a friend that was being victimized by her husband, and uh, and she she said that uh, she wanted to let her read the book while it was still in the uh, you know development stages, and then her friend uh, she she gave it to her friend and her friend told her that the book came to her as a blessing from God. So I would say that that's my number one feedback so far. And she was uh, obviously being bullied by her own husband. Wow, and I I hadn't even... The book can help a lot of people. I hadn't thought of that as well. Now, my wife works for a criminal uh, defense lawyer and should have thought of that because I hear enough of those uh, stories and... You really do feel helpless. If you could get a book in someone's hands, that would help them rethink or evaluate what they're doing. Yeah, they're your, they could be your neighbors. They could be your work. They can be uh, people at work that your coworkers or your boss or anything. Bullies come at every age. Or like I said, it could be national, a national bully. Hussein, Saddam Hussein was a bully. Mm-hmm. That's right. They tried that's to bully right. everyone there in the middle of the east and mm-hmm. middle east, and uh, they asked us to come over and help them with that bully. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You need to care of that. And so <laughs> bullying happens. Yeah, national could be your neighbor, school could be anywhere, even in a company. And it, poof. No, you think I've been in a uh, at least one company where there was a bully. And yeah. uh, so you, you encounter it. And so you wrote about this and some. what are some ideas that uh, must be uh, interesting to come up with ideas in the book that people can do about bullying because you have to get the ideas across to someone who could be 8 years old and someone who could be 88 years old. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, it's... Um, okay, 
Well, the bully is about, um, it's how to deal with bullies once and for all. It's based on a real person, a great person from the past, and how that person would have dealt with a real bully story today. The person from the past was brilliant, and, and if anyone handles bullies the way this person, this brilliant person from the past would have handled bullies, would have handled this same real-life bully that the story is based on, you never have to worry too much about bullies ever again. Uh, I want to learn this. Yeah, exactly. So this bully, I mean this person from the past, he is a real contributor to the science of human achievement. With one of his, with one of the what some people consider the most powerful principle. Some people now consider the most powerful principle of all seventeen. But now, if you take that one principle and you deal with bullies on that subject, and I in the book now I don't want to give away any surprise in the book. I don't want to ruin anybody's pleasure. It's just like telling someone a story, every detail. <laughs> right. Now they don't want to watch the movie. That's right. The so, but if you deal with the with bully situations uh, with this principle, using this principle, uh, there's, uh, there's you'll handle the bully with uh, with great ease. Wow, wow, and that uh, that's just one of the seventeen principles. So, give some uh, give some ideas or tips on. Uh, what you've learned or what you've heard from others about bullying and what people can do about their thinking and their action towards uh, bullies. And and what I'm thinking, Paul, is uh, the person in a group of people who is bullying someone, at some point, someone has to stand up and be different than their friends and say, like, this is wrong or... Let's go do something more productive or something. That must be one of the, the, the things that does have to happen. I would think, I guess that's in a group bullying situation. Yes. Um, okay. Um, let's see now. Um, okay. One of the, there, there's like four different, there's at least four different ways that you can handle almost any bully situation. And, uh, um, and well, you can you can outdo the bully at his own game. Hmm. Right? And you got to realize that bullies, along with all bad guys, they don't go as far as good guys are willing to go. So what that means is that they can always be beat at their own game. Always, because hmm. bad guys are either physically or mentally lazy. That's why they choose evil over good. And so good guys, they're not mentally or physically lazy. So if they want, if you want to go at the bully at his own game, you're far more capable of beating him at that game than he is. Mm-hmm. You're a good guy. And that's, that's, the, that's the nature of good and evil. I don't, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm exactly. getting a little bit ahead of um, a lot of my audience here listening to this. But the bottom line, nature, you know, this science deals with the, the natural laws. Nature has built in to good a, 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 a superior level of difficulty. It's always harder to do the right thing, no matter what. It's yeah. always harder. 
And nature made that purposely because nature wanted the people, the beings on the planet that lined itself with good to be strong, to be stronger than evil. So in order to do good, you're going to have to be stronger. When you're stronger, you're going to be evil. Uh, that's pretty complicated what I'm saying right there, but... Not really, not really, when you're stronger, for sure. <laughs> I like it, I like it. So, uh, who do you think, uh, like, did you have a, uh, a group in mind, or who do you think is going to benefit the most from reading a book like this? Well, um... Well, to tell you the truth, like I said, your question is not as obviously answered as you would think. <laughs> exactly. Be no. Because all my head was, was children, but right. then I realized when you pointed out examples that there's bullying in all kinds of walks of life. It will not only help victims of bullies. If, you know, people say, well, well what if bullies read your book? They're going to notice. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It, it's going to help bullies just as much as it helps the victims of bullies because the bullies are going to read in a book and they're going to learn something. They're going to learn a truth that it is not, that they are obviously not aware of already, and that is the, the, the danger and the tragedy of being a bully. They almost always, if they do not learn the error of their ways soon enough, wind up, in a tragic, tragic, horrible finish. One that you wouldn't wish on your worst bully. Hmm. So it doesn't pay. It doesn't pay. I remember a true life story when I was a kid. It was a big guy. His name was Bennett. I don't want to say his last name because that would be rude. But this happened right here in Cleveland. This kid named Benny was a big guy, bigger than everyone else, a bully. And uh, he's not the real-life bully that the actual story that I wrote is based on. But here's another story of a bully. And he was picking on this goofy kid. I'm gonna, not going to say who the goofy kid it was either. But it's kind of goofy. Everybody considered him goofy. But that goofy kid pulled out a little pocket knife and stabbed that bully right in the heart. And they were 12 and 14 years old. Now, the bully didn't die, but uh, he learned a lifelong lesson. And it stopped him from being a bully for the rest of his life. I'm not advocating any violence like that. Of course not. We want to do away the violence. But the point is, it's a true life story. And that's what yeah. it took for that bully to stop being a bully. Right. Yes, and I've, uh, <laughs> I believe, uh, often seen uh, in the news and, and, you know, horrible instances of the bully being uh, attacked by the person that was being bullied. And so either way... Um, it's going to help, as you said, not only if you are a bully, but if you are being bullied. And so it's going to really help anyone. Uh, Paul, what about, uh, uh, you're a Napoleon Hill certified instructor, and I know I get to speak at Rotary Clubs, Chamber of Commerce, those kind of events. And I imagine, uh, I'm putting a little plug out there for you, that someone who's been in the military 28 years and is a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor might be uh, valuable to have at a local Rotary Club or Chamber of Commerce meeting to talk about what you've learned in the, the military career you've had. And then now you can apply what you've learned in the military career with what you've learned with the 17 success principles. And so... 
I'm hoping that you get out there and talk to a few organizations that could uh, that could have you come in and uh, share your life story along with the principles, and I'm sure it would be entertaining, uh, along with talking about uh, your book on uh, on bullies. And so uh, when you first became a certified instructor, was this your idea is that you wanted to use those principles, time-proven principles, like I love it in that I don't have to be as well-known as insert any name of a big speaker, Canfield, Tony Robbins, uh, Deepak Chopra. I don't have to be as well-known as them because I have the principles that they're all using in the Napoleon Hill success principles so I can tell my story and relate it to success principles that were not even invented by Napoleon Hill but were written about by Napoleon Hill. Hmm. Yes. Um, um, so will you ask, what, I mean, what will you ask, you ask me, was I going to be a speaker or something? Yeah, it is. That, was that what, when you became a certified instructor, what was your, what was your purpose uh, uh, behind it before you thought of writing the book on bullies? Was it to oh, share oh, the principles? Oh, thank you. No, my purpose was to uh, officially try, officially reach a milestone, a somewhat a, a milestone of of mastery of the principles. I just want to learn the principles to the to the utmost, and anything that will help me, uh, you know, achieve that. That's what I was going for when I. So right. I wanted to. I wanted to be. I wanted to be certified. Just plain certified if not for anyone else's benefit just for my own benefit in this incredible incredible science i love it i want to expand on that a bit paul because i've been on a three of them three of the certification trips my wife's been on one and and the people i know 80 percent of the people taking the pma science of success and becoming a certified instructor are just using it for themselves and their own companies that they work for or entrepreneurial adventures or their own life they're not speakers around the world they're not uh, world famous authors but they take it for themselves and maybe through the process of taking the course they realize that their purpose may be to share their story by speaking and writing about it but uh, like you most people take it to be the best they can and embody the 17 principles in their own life with their own purpose uh, and, you know, pursue their own purpose using those principles as best they can. Well, yes, you know, I was retired, you know, so my main goal at that time was just to help my family get their life together. And I was telling them about the principles and everything like that. So, you know, naturally I thought uh, that if I was certified in these principles, well, then they'd pay more attention to what I was right. telling them. You know, right. So that, that is the main reason I intended to get it. But in the, while I was in the class, you know, I, uh, you know, the final project came up, and I asked Judy what should my final project be, and I happened to have mentioned to her that I was thinking about writing this children's story for, you know, my nephews and stuff like that. And she to be my project. And that that's how I came to get to the level that Judy thought that I shouldn't just take it to my nephews and nieces, that I should take it to all the children. And that's how this became my project. And I love it. And let's explain that because that final part is, uh, on the trips I've been on, is the least known. Some people, for some reason, don't always know about it. But after the certification trip, 
there's a service project that right. you do, and everyone is unique. Uh, I uh, uh, proofread a number of the foundation books, including Michael Teleperi's uh, Envisioning Success. Michael Teleperi, by the way, did the cover of your book, I noticed. <laughs> he did all the illustrations throughout. Throughout the book. Wow, you got a talented guy there. So, uh, yeah, I uh, proofread his book, and that was my service project because I have some uncanny knack of finding uh, grammar challenges and all those kind of things, and I found a bunch. So that was mine, and yours was to write this book. So talk about uh, maybe that a little bit about the service project because you had complete, we complete the course, the online course, then we take the certification trip with a, a bunch of people and then the final part is to go back and find a way that you can serve others uh, using the principles and so uh, that's that's when as you said I had that discussion with Judy about what could my service project be and you she probably would even have accepted would have accepted a project where you write a book that only you know 20 or 30 kids read but she thought a little bit bigger than you, and as as you said, maybe thought, let's let's publish this book and this sucker. Let's get this out to more kids. Yeah. yeah, yes. You know, I think the reason why most people don't know about that project part of it, that's the final part of it, is because uh, it's different for everybody, and so it's it's, it's an individual thing because it's in a combination of something that you would like to do or you're interested in doing, a goal of yours. And something that the uh, Napoleon Hill Foundation would see as a worthy project to test your own um, your own mastery of the principles. Right. So, well, how are you going to teach other people to succeed with their projects and and accomplish their goals if you have never ever really used the pro- the principles yourself to accomplish a worthy goal of your own? Right. So I thought it was kind of, you know, hard or maybe, you know, kind of dairy, you know, asking a lot to ask me to, you know, write a book. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw the way she said, you know, this should be your project, and I knew that she wanted, and I said, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Nice. And what a project that will be available. I said, to her, I said but I can't find an illustrator. I've tried for seven months to find right. an illustrator. She says, I got one for you. <laughs> there you go. Michael Teleperry, you lucky dog, man. You got the best of the best. Uh, yeah. As anybody who's listening will know or should know, Michael Teleperry designed the artwork. Um, for the Napoleon Hill Foundation that represents each of the 17 success principles. I have them hanging in my home office. I stare at them all the time while I'm here. So uh, if you want to see them, his website is a funny name because he's from the Netherlands. Funny to me anyway. Tawanka, T-E-W-A-N-K-A dot com, I believe. But You'll see his name in Paul's book, so make sure go to Amazon.com and uh, find Paul's book uh, yeah, and order it. Like uh, you're, who knows who you'll be helping. In this case, I would prefer suggest. I've never suggested this before, but I would prefer people buy. Is there a printed copy of the book, Paul, as opposed to like a digital copy? Oh well, on on Amazon.com here, there's only a printed copy that you can buy. Only the printed, okay, excellent. Because this is not something uh, th- uh, that you would 
want to pass along in digital format. I think that if you bought three or four books and handed them out to people, you this is a case where you you don't know if you're handing the book to someone who can use the has the challenge or can use it. But if you are, it sure would make a big difference. And so I'm thinking order three or four, give a bunch out, and you never know. It's only know. 9.95. It's about a third of the price of some other color, colored, uh, you know, with color. Uh, right. Right. And you got like Michael Teleperi, uh designs in there, and uh, so fantastic. Uh, and what a great, as I said, a great topic. It affects me. It affects you know so many people in all walks of life uh, and so as you said uh, earlier about being a Napoleon Hill certified instructor if you take it and embody the principles it gives you more credibility with in your case your family but now with your community and wherever you're going to go uh, <laughs> uh, it's amazing the brand that Napoleon Hill has isn't it Paul well, I'll say this and then you answer but you, you know now wherever you go you meet Napoleon Hill fans. My wife works at a courthouse representing criminals, and just when she first met me, she went around talking about Napoleon Hill, and judges have read it, posh prosecutors have read it, uh, <laughs> security guards have read it. Wherever we go, people have read Napoleon Hill, and the reaction I get from people sometimes, like, you're Napoleon Hill's foundation certified instructor it's like wow i feel like i'm a bit taller and i'm a bit smarter just from the recognition i get from people from the respect of being a napoleon hill foundation certified instructor do you do you feel that same way as well oh yes without a doubt i think I, i'm i'm getting the, the impression that almost that probably every very successful person on the planet today, and I mean very successful, at the top of their line, are aware of this science. Yes, exactly. Whether they've read it through Think and Grow Rich or through any of their favorite speakers, like Tony Robbins, if you look, he's well documented that Think and Grow Rich got him started, and he exactly. even has a Think and Grow Rich copy edition, I think, uh, sold on his uh, website. So... Uh, whether people yeah. learn it through Napoleon Hill or someone else, they're learning the principles basically that Napoleon Hill taught other people. Yes, yes. Is this? Yes, is this amazing that it took me all these years to hear about it myself? I feel very, very uh, uh, sad of that, about that fact. Yeah. Hey. Th- that's something that so many people say that they say, "Oh, I wish I had." read this or found out about this when I was younger and and so now it's up to uh, old farts like us to uh, <laughs> get the word, word out to young people this is maybe uh, something you and I and others can figure out and get the word to young people who maybe don't read as much as we older people read maybe they listen to Think and Grow Rich instead or um, you know, maybe they learn about, and even I sometimes, if I'm finding online, I'll find out about people who have read Think and Grow Rich, and I'll be like, wow, you know, famous rock stars, athletes, whoever. And yes. So yes, maybe some of those guys need to speak up and say, hey, I love Think and Grow Rich too. Yes. I don't know why they don't say that. I could understand some in their profession why they don't give away their secret for being number one. For example, take on a Schwarzenegger. I can understand why he doesn't tell everybody 
where he learned how to be so successful. Because especially in the bodybuilding world, he didn't want to give that tip to all his bodybuilding competitors. Right. But the fact is, is that, like I said, everyone probably most likely out there at the top of their their career la- uh, ladder or career path is is a, probably a student of Napoleon Hill. That's for right. Sure. Right. And you know, so you, when you, you brought it up, you said, "Why well, it's up to you and I to pass this word along so that everybody else don't wait till they're in their 40s or 50s before they start moving forward with uh, purpose in life. Right. Uh, and, and you're so right. Now, the reason, and, and there's very few people on the world today would deny that the world is in a pretty bad shape to some great to degree. Yeah. And I would say that the number one reason why that is is because only 1% of the population knows about this side. Yeah. When I say 1%, Napoleon Hill's number one book that's outsold all of his other books combined, Think and Grow Rich, has sold 70 million copies. Even with that 70 million copies, it puts it, it, puts it uh, in the top 11 or 10 best-selling books of all time. 70 million copies since 1937. And that means that if, if, if you add those, I mean, if you compare that 70 million people that's aware of this science to the 7 billion people on the planet, you're less than 1%, because not right. all that 70 million since 1937 are still. Right. right. So you got 1% of the population is aware of this science. And when we can get that to 25%, that 25% will take care of this world very, right. very nicely. I believe. And so many people have suggested, uh, or maybe older people that want younger people to learn about it, is that uh, this is never taught in schools. And probably there's a lot of stuff taught in schools that you memorize by rote to pass a test that you could probably kick out of a curriculum to get ideas like definiteness of purpose and mastermind and applied faith and teamwork into... And uh, so this could be a difficult challenge, but I think it would be a worthy thing to try and eventually, finally get schools teaching the real factors of success as opposed to memorizing the capital of Tuktayuktuk or some other place. Tom, you know, it's it's always a pleasure. You're absolutely right. When when two like mine get together, it's an... It's an <laughs> this just seems like a telephone call, and it's been like 45 yeah. minutes. It's, you know, talking with another person who likes this science as much as I do, I mean, it's, it's pure pleasure. Thank you. Amen. So let's just end this off. Uh, kind of give a summary or like a testimonial for... Uh, let's do this for Judy Williamson and the Napoleon Hill World Learning Center. In my case, like I'll, you know, I tell the world it changed my life, it defined my purpose, and really made me who I am today that people know of publicly um, because of taking that uh, leader certification course. And um, so you talk about, you know, what it has meant to you, what it meant before, and and maybe speak to someone who's considering. Oh, well, that's uh, going to cost me some time and some money. Uh, but speak to that person who's thinking about taking the course. <laughs> well, I remember that movie, uh, um, uh, Heaven Can Wait, with uh, with uh, Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. And he said that we don't worry, we shouldn't worry about how much it costs us. We should worry about how much it, we should just concern ourselves with how much it makes us. And I'm here to tell you, 
I wouldn't have written this book if it wasn't for that course. I would never have learned my overall general purpose in life if it wasn't for that course, which Judy taught me one day in class when she said, think about this and think about your past, think about the things you like and so on. And she went and took us through this process. Through that process, I learned and I felt like I realized that my purpose is to help solve problems. That's what I did in the service, and that's what I I believe what's called. So what the problem is, it doesn't matter, but I take a problem and I try to solve it. Right now, we're talking about bullying. Yes. And that's a big problem. Uh, I imagine it's a global. Well, it is a global problem, and what a big one to to uh, to tackle to start off with your uh, projects about serving the world. Uh, it's one that has affected me, and I read about how I know about how it affects others, and so you know, great topic to write about. I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing and reading more about. Uh, you and you're sharing your story as a foundation certified instructor, but also sharing the story about your book and bullies and, and looking forward to the next book. Now, you wrote the first one. I guess you probably just, it's like a snap now. You probably have another one out in the next <laughs> number of months. I have to take one at a time. I do have a couple more ideas for a couple of other problems. And the Pole Hill Foundation World Center, they've already asked me that I, they would like me to do a children's book for, you know, for each of the uh, principles. But that's wow. a long way off right now. But, uh, wow. But yeah, I've been approached for that. Amazing, amazing. Well, but people... If, you know, as far as my speaking engagements goes, I said one thing, you know, the one that I just, you know, had in, in Wise, Virginia, I think not enough of the audience was aware of my work and what I was there for and stuff like that. So my next engagement, I want to officially say that uh, my next speaking engagement... I'm going to give someone in the audience, I'm going to have an extra check. I'm going to have a check for $1,000 in my pocket. And I'm going to give someone in the audience $1,000 who has a copy of my book brought with them, and hopefully they have a receipt that shows that they bought it before I was scheduled to speak in that area. Very good. I'm going to put that on my website. And I'm going to check to see where you're speaking next to see how far I can drive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amen. This is a way to get out a good message, Paul. Uh, You are going to get requests for speaking about not only this book, but about what you've learned in 28 years of military service and from becoming a certified instructor. I'm going to be watching watching you and what happens. So thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to reading the book myself. I do know a bunch of young people. And so I will be uh, getting some copies to share with them as well. You never know, uh, but when you do that, whose lives you can really impact eternally that you would never, ever, ever find out about. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. And my book is located on Amazon.com. No More Bullies, The Real Supermind. Amazon.com, yeah. Paul Russian, R-U-S-H-I-N, or just type in No More Bullies. And uh, the uh, what's the subtitle there? The, the subtitle real, is The Real Supermind. The Real Supermind. No More Bullies, Paul Russian, R-U-S-H-I-N. Go to Amazon.com. Uh, listen to this interview uh, again. Take some notes. And, uh, Paul, thank you so much. Have yourself an amazing day. Take care. Thank you, Tom. You too, bye.